and welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert. That is Pete Moylan, and that is our captain. Oh, our captain sitting in the same room as me. Mm. It's funny, you know. Wooga, wooga, wooga. You can see him, but I can't. Maddie Mass. I'm in the. I'm not in the Bronx. We moved. We're in Manhattan. HQ's Whoa. not in the Bronx. At HQ, we're live streaming tonight um, for the NLCS. Wow. Can I ask a question? How's, how's the weather? Well, it was uh, mild yesterday. It was like 66, and then the cold front came in that ended up postponing the game. And today it's cold. Did it's you? I'm like 55 today. Did you pack appropriately? Yeah, but I'm only here for 36 hours. So it's like whenever you make a John Boy HQ trip, you just pack like John Boy hoodies. I brought a bomber down jacket and a pair of sneakers for each day. Well, it's actually good that you dressed that way because when you come back to Atlanta, it's today cold. is Tuesday. It is going to be freezing and it's going to be cold tomorrow. My little daughter had to put on a hoodie and jacket today to go to school that's the style dude that's what i wore here you put on a hoodie put it over your head put on a jacket and then boom yeah i've been done doing that hey lonnie with the with the swag at what 11 years old uh she's eight eight mm. i don't have the art of being able to like <laughs> pick ages i don't know how old they are yeah you just proved that be like five and i like i just have I think they're two. Like you I know when know. you're gonna you when you have your own child and you watch them grow up and you see the stages that these kids are at at certain ages, then you get to know uh you look like you're whatever. But right now you can and look, some kids just look like she's tall. I get it. She's she's got friends that are two or three years older than her that she's taller than. Yeah, oh yeah. Um okay, we're we're talking about obviously the NLCS is going on. We have game five of the freaking ALDS that like, we just will not be played. Um, it's finally going to get played today. Uh, so we'll have the ALCS locked up. I'll be watching. Do we have you... any sponsors today? Yes, we have a sponsor. The AL now is a word from our sponsor, better help. They're bringing us the American league update here. Um, more and more athletes, it seems, are speaking about speaking out about the importance of mental health every season. But you do not have to be a pro in order to want to stay at the top of your game because everybody, and I do mean everybody, needs to take care of their mental well-being, whether you're an athlete or not. And therapy is the best way to stay in that peak mental shape. Um, I've had some personal friends that have tried therapy and it has done wonders for them. Um, they seem more confident and less stressed and overall feel like a better version of themselves. Um, therapy not only allows you to feel that confidence, but it unloads stress. It allows you to heal emotionally and it both helps with anxiety and depression. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and the whole thing is online, which makes it so easy in order to get in the action with BetterHelp. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any time. 
When you're ready to feel at the top of your mental game, therapy can get you there. So visit betterhelp.com slash fame today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash fame. And we've talked about this. Therapy literally benefits everybody. Um, I mean, I've gone to therapy. I've seen a psychiatrist. We've we've gone over this, but like, Peter, I know that's something you're very, you're very passionate about as well, but everybody can benefit from a third party hearing you out and giving you an unbiased opinion. Love that they're sponsoring us. Um, well, first of all, this isn't the AL, but did you see that the um, pools came out for the WBC? Oh, yeah. Did you see the pool in um, Miami? No, what was that one? Who's, who's I, like, I almost want to go because they have Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Israel, and Nicaragua. But they have three teams. Four. Israel will be really good too. Israel qualified for the Olympics. Who all does Israel have? Uh, so at last, Ryan Levanway was someone that was on Team Israel. Uh, but it's just a bunch of guys that can play baseball. Um. We lined up with the Czech Republic. So Australia, the Czech Republic, Korea, Japan. It's like, it's a powerhouse. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's, I can't wait for that, by the way. We're going to get more into the WBC because it's been really cool to see all of the different guys who are committing. Some of these rosters are freaking loaded. And there Mm. are, there are, um, are these, yeah, the qualifier, are the qualifiers, is that done. what these are for? Oh, no. They're all done. So what is coming up in March? That's the it's the, That's the actual WBC. Round one, right, of the WBC, because Arizona and Miami. It's like two weeks. That first round. Like, it's they're like, only hosting that first round? Yeah. Okay. But, like, seriously, if you live close to Miami or Arizona, like. I think the eventually ends up in the U.S., though. I think the finals are going to be here, too. So. I'm going to check that out. Um, Okay. While you keep talking. So starting with the AL, you had Houston versus Seattle. Houston won kind of how we all expected that to be. But with Seattle, this is a team that we talked about leading up to the season. This is a team that we really like. They really scared us in the middle of the season because they were struggling. They picked it up towards the end there. But you look at, I mean, Matt Brash, had an incredible season. I know Luis Castillo isn't a rookie, but man, what he was able to do, especially in the wild card round, uh, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, um, Robbie Ray, man, giving up the home run in the ninth inning. That was, that was a strange decision for me. That was the only, that was kind of the, there was a couple, but yeah, that was, I don't know. You, you, he's known to just pump fastballs by guys. And Jordan Alvarez is like one of the best fastball hitters in the world. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what the, what there was. I don't know. know We can go back and second guess everything, but. I did not realize that Taylor Trammell was on the, the. Tilly Pintran. Um, No, I'm just looking at their 26 man roster right now. I didn't even realize that he made the roster. Good for our friend, Taylor Trammell. Jared Mm. Kelnick um, is a name that you heard a good bit. If you're watching that series, good to see him kind of put it together. Um, he's had some ups and downs after being a top prospect, J rod, Julio Rodriguez over there. Um, 
they have a young core and they have an exciting core. And Seattle was absolutely electric. Uh, very happy for that city to to at least have that experience in the postseason now and excited to see um, what they can do growing off of that going forward. But Pete, the Astros are just. Once, once, well, the Mariners had the lead in game one. And as soon as that was blown and the walk-off happened, I was like, ah, that's it. You know, that's momentum. And I tweeted it as soon as the Braves season finished. It's like the momentum thing in the playoffs is so real. So real. Like it's, you're seeing it with Philly. Philly were down two nothing in game one against St. Louis and the best closer in the NL this year couldn't throw a strike, which then means that Philly scored four runs and ended up winning that game or six runs, whatever it was. And then they've rode that momentum into beating the Braves and they're in the freaking NLCS. Like I know we're not supposed to be talking about the NL right now, but that's the but the momentum thing is fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah, I wish Seattle could have taken at least a game that it wasn't. Me too. Get get those fans two games. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got two lengths of games, but. Oh my gosh! Don't remind Ooh. me the extra innings we've watched. Um, how do you feel about Ian Happ's take about wanting the ghost? He got kind of, he got kind of ratioed on uh, social media, but he came out saying that he wants the ghost runner in the postseason. Really? Yeah. Okay, so. What would the justification be to use it in the postseason? And does he want it in the regular season as well? Yeah, I don't think he liked how deep into extras we got in some of these games. For a for a retention point of view, or because of just the sheer Fifteen and eighteen innings of watching no one score. He just came out on the on the compound, which is their um, you know, their podcast and junk media tweeted it out that he was saying that he wants um a go a runner on second and extra innings in um the postseason. That he would be in favor of that. But people I would love to I would love to dive into that with him because Mm -hmm. for me it's like Pete's getting a phone call. Who is it? Mandy? I was. No, it was uh one of my Players in the Aces. Mm, Melbourne Aces about to start back up. Ooh, are we? That's, eh? uh, we are all over the. Oh, dude, I can't talk to you right now. Really wants to talk. I can't talk to you right now. Mm. Sorry. Um. Okay. So we're we're awaiting the winner of the Yankees and the Guardians. Obviously, whenever this comes out, um, we will have known that. We sat in the office last night waiting for the game to be played. It obviously was not played. What's interesting, Maddie, um is what the postponement last night has now done to the pitching. Um, now we get Nestor Cortez versus Shane Bieber instead. Oh, they've announced Bieber? Not Shane Bieber? No, it's no. Savali. Yeah, they still named Savali. I yeah. thought Jake was saying last night. Jake, So Jake was surprised <sighs> that they wouldn't switch to Bieber um, since oh. Nestor and Bieber matched up before. Um, apparently, Francona told Bieber that he plans on keeping him for ALCS game one. So it's How Nestor and Savali. As a Yankees fan, would you rather see Bieber or Savali? We've beat up on Bieber before, um, but in the least cocky way, I, I don't care who's their starter is. Doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter because they're equally as good as each other. Or it doesn't matter because you're 
completely believe and have faith in your Yankees? A little bit of both. I think that if it was McKenzie, I would be more scared. He's who scares me. Um, there are other starters I feel fairly the same about, given their pitching and our offense, just the same. How do you feel about you guys going from Jamison Tyon to Nestor Cortez? Do you have a lot more confidence in Cortez? Yeah, I mean, I'm very happy overall. I don't know if that's necessarily because of Tyone or Nestor, but it just is both of them are available and Cole's available. Like technically what we, a have, dog. we have Tyone, Nestor, uh, Domingo, and Cole, Tyone, whichever of the two I didn't say. But there was just a tweet that went out that Boone said Cole's ready out of the bullpen tonight, which I don't know if that would have been the case tomorrow. So, well, that's or the yesterday. Day, the tweets came out yesterday that yesterday, the day after Garrett Cole threw what 110 pitches, and he went into Aaron Boone's office and said, I'm ready to pitch today. What a dog. Are you- I have, I have, you baby, you freaking run those bases. You're my baby, you're my whatever. Like that fired him up. That dude's gonna come, come after that team. Yeah. Here's my question if they are going to rely on Garrett Cole to get them into the CS. I think that's going to make them almost guaranteed of a sweep against the Astros because they are going to be just completely depleted at that point, I feel like. No, they're if not. If Cole has to come in... The opposite. The bullpen would be more rested. Yeah, but you, you haven't been able to rely on your bullpen this postseason, have you? They've had they've had a, a few blunders, but right. So now you that's if they didn't if they were so locked down, you wouldn't be relying on Cole right now. You've never seen anybody from the Braves bullpen or the Braves starting rotation have to run out to the bullpen to save the bullpen. That's my point. The if Braves don't have anybody Cole, that's like Cole. <laughs> oh man. Okay. No, you're right. I just feel like if they don't win. If if Cleveland wins, they're going to be set up way better to take on the Astros than the Yankees would be if they go all out like they are planning to and use Cole. If Cole comes in the game tonight... What's the difference if Cole tosses one inning tonight for 10 pitches, three outs, see you later? I promise you it's not going to be one inning, 10 pitches, three outs. It's going to be probably one plus. And it's not just... Oh, it's his bullpen day, so he would have thrown anyway. He doesn't go 130% in his bullpens. This is going to change the whole outcome of the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, no, I don't disagree that it's more than just him tossing a bullpen, but if the man's revved up... Yeah, look, that's fine. And look, they rode Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. The Diamondbacks rode Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling all the way to the World Series Championship. You just don't have the Batman to the Robin. You've just got Batman. You know what I love about this is when people are listening to this episode, like they're going to know how this game played out. (laughs) You guys are sitting here knowing how it's going to play out. And people are going to be listening to this. I don't know. I mean, like him be them saying that he's available tonight. Yeah. I I don't think that they would pitch. It's more of a, you think it's more of a, like, oh yeah, everybody's with us. We're all one. We're one team. That sort of thing. If, if it, if it makes Francona think, for an extra five seconds about what to do in the ninth inning because he doesn't know if Cole or 
the Weizikas coming in to, for the save. But you can see it was worthwhile. Now. You can see who's warming up. He's not going to come running out from underneath the tunnel. Yeah, but if they both warm up and he doesn't know, oh, do I pinch hit this guy? Last minute decision. Well, they're both righties. The only decision would be lefty righty, really, unless the, the numbers are that drastic from one to the other, which is doubtful. Yeah, or you could send Naylor up there again and Cole put him down three pitches. And he's going to rock the bat. What about that maneuver? Okay. Yeah. How are we feeling about that maneuver, by the way? That was a lot. All I know is it was cute. I will use the same quote. It was very cute. Can you take a Yankees hat off for literally five seconds? Or are you just full Yankee out right now? You should see my boxers. (laughs) 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 This is also this is also a weird conversation because we can't I can see you, but you can't see me at all. That's fine, but I can hear you. I can see your face because I've had such so many interactions with you. That I know the expressions that you're making, even though I don't, I'm not seeing you. That's that's how in 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 the zone I am. Um, to to go off of your point a little, yeah, I, I don't think it's necessary for Cole to come in mm. if they want him to be ready and he throws a few. I really don't think that hurts long term. He's not going to start game one of the ALCS regardless. So now, I don't really care? Can I also state that? If it just so happens that Nesta has a rough one or two innings and is out of the game early on, and it's a necessity to be able to finish the game with Cole to get yourself to that point, I am all for it. Sure. But if you're using him in place of a Lawaziga to try and get the last three out, someone that's done it for the whole year, I think you're that's a desperate move. I don't think they use him frivolously frivolously love the fact that you got that out the second time <laughs> um i um, i think they use him in a spot that makes sense i don't think they just put him in because he said he's available i think you put him in if you like the matchups if you yeah. like him in that spot if you like truly think that he's the best option for that if there's a better option in the bullpen for a particular spot in the game right. i don't think they just go to garrett so you're thinking maybe like a oh man we have to get to the fifth maybe he can bridge it from the from the fourth to the fifth for a couple of outs at the end of the inning against well, a couple Maddie, of righties. Do because do I don't think they have – they don't have a lot of – I'm sure he matches up well against everyone because he's got the stuff to do it. And I'm thinking more like old-school lefty-righty matchups, which don't really exist as much this these days. Do you think it's more likely if he does come in that it's for an inning or that it's more than an inning? I know you and Peter just kind of had this argument. I, I don't like, think it would, would they be use more than him in a, Okay. I, and do you think it would be – But it's because they have – like with this day, we got Tyone and Domingo Herman in the bullpen. Domingo hasn't pitched the whole playoffs. He's been waiting and to be the long reliever if they ever need that. So it's, they have use, other guys. If you're trying to, yeah, you're not going to use, I'd rather see them use Cole than a guy that hasn't thrown at all and who was more of a, oh, uh, if it gets out of hand guy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they have the starter, and then if you count Cole, they have three starters in the bullpen. Yeah, so they're good enough for cover innings. I, yeah, I mean, either way you spin it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, and I cannot wait to see it all go down. Honestly, I think I don't I don't see someone. I think it was John Heyman wrote something about big jump with media guy. Um the Yankees need to be in the playoffs to save viewership or something. I'm just like, come on now. Like is the Yankees, I guess it is. I, I did see is. he put that out that 
and Major League Baseball like needs the Yankees. Are praying for the Yankees to make it to keep people watching. But, but that's you could say that like any year. Like just pick the the biggest uh, cities and yeah, the NBA probably hopes that the Lakers make it far. I mean, right. Like, but at the same time, like this, right? what a dog shit attitude. Oh yeah, that like. Attitude. Everybody wants to see, I'm sure anybody that's not a Yankees fan wants to see Cleveland. Sorry, yeah, Cleveland. I can say Cleveland. The Guardians. God, I get so nervous when I say their names. Um, the Cleveland Guardians. Everybody that's not a Yankees fan wants to see them beat the Yankees. I want to see the Yankees win. That's because you're a Yankee uh, yep. pod. To finish. We're under, the, we're under like the Yankee banner kind of. To finish the sentence I started about eight minutes ago. Oof, did you? All I know, all I know, is I gained a heck of a lot of respect for Garrett Cole for two different things. One, for the way he handled Naylor's little celebration. I thought when Very he mature. got back out there that there was going to be some sort of retaliation. That dude did nothing. That dude mm. just got out after that. He went like three up, three down in like every inning that followed after that until his final inning or something like that. Showing it can be done. He mm. didn't even react to Naylor doing that. Yep. Um, and then, man, when I saw those tweets last night saying that the day after he threw 110 pitches, he went to Aaron Boone's office saying he's ready to pitch. I was like, <laughs> and he, this is exactly what the Yankees paid him all this money to do. And he's done it. He showed up in the postseason. Um, so good for Garrett Cole. Uh, good for the Yankees. Good for baseball. So it'll be Houston taking on either the Yankees or the Guardians. I'm taking the Yankees. Peter's taking the. I. Mm, who do I think will win? Yeah. I think my honest opinion is if the Guardians can score at all, they're a chance. But. I also think that they are all about run prevention rather than this is my point. <laughs> are you an analyst on television? No. You just said not for these two teams. No, 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 <laughs> because they don't score. They have a chance. They don't score. Like it's all We're about one announced. big swing and it's like, well, I guess they walked. I don't know. Look, <laughs> it's too hard to tell. The Yankees should win is what I should say. The Yankees should win. I'm taking the Yankees. Peter's taking the Yankees. Maddie Mass is taking the Yankees. Is that correct? Correct. I would like to see Cleveland at least have a good fight. Peter's taking the Yankees unless Cleveland can score. Then Cleveland has a chance to win the game. If Cleveland can put a run on the board. (laughs) First? No, it doesn't even matter about first. If they can score, it's a great sign. Because they're good at run prevention. I'll tell you that. If they get into that bullpen, a rested Cleveland bullpen is pretty nasty. I will say, yeah, I I need the Yankees to score two off of Savali. That's I was going to say, because if it gets to the fourth or fifth and they haven't scored yet, and it's 0-0, I would put my money up against Cleveland, Cleveland scoring against the Yankees bullpen before the Yankees score against Cleveland's bullpen. Yeah, no, I I, I agree that their bullpen is stronger, so... Just score off the starter, hopefully. Yeah. All right, let's get into the NL because this studio is reserved at 2 o'clock and 26 minutes, and I feel like we're going to have a lot to say about the NL. And the NL is brought to us by our friends at DraftKings NBA fans. 
the wait is over because basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out because in addition to usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to DraftKings go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in and place a stepped up same game parlay today because with bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Mm. Now, I know Peter just said that, and this is NBA, MLB, but Peter said if the Guardians can score one run, et cetera, go ahead, bet the under on tonight's game. If you're going to look for NBA stuff, go all in on Jalen Brunson having the season of his life. I know it's a little Villanova bias, but... No. But... He looked very good when Luca was injured last season. Now he is the point guard of the Knicks. So don't be afraid to toss some dough on Jalen Brunson with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download that now. Use promo code JOMBOY. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Mm. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code JOMBOY. JOMBOY! Minimum oh, age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Eligibility. Um, Did I say that? Yeah. Oh, shit. Remember that one time you couldn't say the word um, epitome? Or was that Peter? No, that's every that's every day for me. <laughs> Epitome. Like, before, before we wrap up, which we already did, the Guardians and the Yankees, the fact that we didn't mention Oscar Gonzalez yet. Uh, <laughs> he lives in a vivid under the sea. But like Oscar Gonzalez, Sarah, Sarah Lang sent this out. And first of all, Sarah Langs, we love you. I don't yes, we do. We love you, girl. It's been so cool to see the, the baseball world just rally behind her. Um, but um, oh, I guess that was not the tweet I was looking at. Um, but she, the tweet she sent out was more so about um Gonzalez and Stephen Kwan. There were most hits by rookies on the team in postseason game. Cleveland had seven in game three with Kwan, Arias, Gonzalez, and uh, Brennan. But Gonzalez had his third game-winning base hit in just five playoff games. And that tied Big Poppy for MLB record. So Amazing. Oscar Gonzalez has, has been so fun to watch. Uh, yeah. And he has been so clutch for them. What has What did he... When, when that at bat the other day, oof. yeah. When he came up, that was like the one guy I didn't want to see. Yeah, um, ninety-one games this year for Cleveland. He hit two ninety-six with eleven home runs, forty-three RBI, um, twenty-seven doubles, twenty-seven doubles and eleven home runs in ninety-one games uh, for Oscar Gonzalez. I feel like he's big. Oscar Gonzalez is. Where can I see his size? 6'4", 240. Wow. Yeah. He's a big dude. Um, okay. And athletic, too. So, moving over to the NL side, Pete, you want to talk Bravos first? Do you want to talk uh, Padres first? Do you want to talk those? Which series do you want? Which, where did you? Phillies, Braves, Dodgers, Padres. Which well, let's touch on the Phillies, Braves real quick. Uh, the Phillies beat the Braves. Okay, then we go on to Padres, Dodgers. Um, 
Padres were good. I actually picked the Padres. If we go back and look at a lot of what I've said over the last two weeks about these playoffs, a lot of it has come to fruition. Um, I'm not sure if we can go back and have three or four editors go and look at everything I've said over the last two weeks and just pick out the best of it and then make a clip and then put it out because it would look really cool. Uh, but San Diego is dangerous if they can get hotter than they are right now. Trent Grisham was a 117 hitter in the regular season and is smashing the baseball. It's kind of awesome, but at the same time, it's kind of putting a bit of a damper on the regular season. What's putting a damper on the regular season? When the, the teams that were the clear and favorite best teams during the regular season run out of steam at the end it's i'm i'm fired up for this nlcs i'm so excited to see two different teams in the nlc i think the phillies and padres there's not a fate i mean i know there's a favorite according to like your your draft kings but what is the who's the favorite i'm not sure but this is such a toss-up for and for me I mean, my my gut is telling me that the Padres are going to take it, and I think it's because I've seen so much of fired up Manny Machado because I follow MLB on Fox, and they keep showing his interactions with Big Poppy when he's in the clubhouse and doing interviews with them. I, like, but I want the Phillies. I want the Phillies. I love Padres. this for Bryce Harper. Padres are the favorite. Okay, Padres at minus one twenty. That makes sense. But I also saw now. Max Freed wasn't Max Freed. Kyle Wright was Kyle Wright. Spencer Strider had a bad third inning and Charlie Morton was taken out of the game because of his arm thing. So he, they didn't see the best of the Braves starting pitching. I think the Padres starting pitching has been really good, but I also think Wheeler and Nola are underrated. Wheeler especially. He's disgusting. Nola doesn't get enough props. He's like top five in the in the Cy Young every year. Aaron Nola throws two hundred innings and punches out two hundred every year, and no one really talks about him because the Phillies haven't been that good until this year. Now they're going to see it on the national stage. Aaron Nola this year threw two hundred and five innings with a three two five ERA on the year. He had two hundred and thirty five strikeouts to twenty nine walks. Yeah, baby. Hello. 235 strikeouts to 29 walks. Do you want me to read some of the ERAs in Aaron Nola's career off for you? 2015, 359. 2016, 478. 2017, 354. 2018, 237. 2019, 387. 2020, 328. 2021, another down year, 463. 2022, 325. He has a career ERA of 360, where if you've been with us, you know Peter Moylan has a career 310 ERA. So Peter Moylan's still winning that race. Obviously. But yeah. Man, Aaron Nola has three seasons of over 200, 200 innings pitched. The strikeout to walk ratio is insane. This year was. What school did he go to? Now, I'm probably going to cop a lot of shiz for this. But it's hard not to look at what the Phillies are doing and see a direct relation to what the Braves did last year. Mm-hmm. Get hot at the right time and guys are doing... Like their bullpen has been an issue for them all year and their bullpen was pretty lights out against us. There was a couple of shaky moments, but their offense got up to the point where it was kind of... As much as, as I wanted the Braves to look like they're a chance to come back, it never really felt like 
especially in game, like it was just never felt like it was there. The spark wasn't there. Hmm. And I don't know. I've said all year how hard it is, and everybody says this, how hard it is to go to back-to-back playoffs because of the length of it. And when you win the World Series and then come back, it's an extra month of games and those intensities are different. You've heard it all from a thousand different analysts and all the rest of it, but it's true. I saw the Kansas City Royals in 2016 after they went to -to back-to-back World Series and they lost the first one and then they won the next one. And then I saw how tired those guys were the next year, the bullpen, especially like it's taxing. Yeah. So I guess the be all end all, I think the Phillies are going to be really good. And I think they're, they're running on the same kind of, it's like momentum versus momentum. I think I it's just, awesome. I love it for Bryce Harper. I'm a big Bryce Harper fan. I love and it. I am now too. I Golly. love it for JT real Muto playing in his first playoff games. Are you kidding me? Right. And he was like inside the park home run. And then beats out like a single. He's next at bat. Never stops hustling. It's it's a fun brand of baseball. <laughs> home run from a catcher. It's I love fun. it for Reese Hoskins. That bat spike. Yeah. Are you me? Yeah. I love it for Reese Hoskins. I love it for Aaron Nola, as I've made very clear. Um, I love it for Kyle Gibson, friend of the company. Um, I I'm the Cardinals were my team for the postseason, And I think they're probably everybody's team. They, everybody would have liked to see the Cardinals advance on the NL side, just with the storylines around it, but Phillies. And I, you know, my, my brother-in-law is um, not a baseball fan. We were at dinner the other night and he was like, just tell me a little bit about the playoffs. We were talking about the Braves and the Phillies series. And I was like, well, you expect the Braves to win, but the Phillies roster is so what it's really good. They have made so many big splashes in free agent signings over the years that if they put it together, they can be really good, but we've been waiting for them to put it together for what seems like four years that they're making these monster signings. So it's, you kind of lose faith that they were going to put it together because for so long we've been waiting for them to do it. And it's these signings are finally, it's just, it's finally happening for the Phillies. Um, but you just couldn't trust it because the last three or four years, you've just been waiting for something to happen and nothing ever happened. So I've called uh, two Phillies games in the radio booth uh, for the Braves. And both times I mentioned Gene Segura as being the key to that team. But you're right with Bryce Harper and Rio Muto and Segura and Hoskins. And I mean, Bohm's even turned it around. That storyline's awesome. The firing of the manager, like Joe Girardi was supposed to turn it around and his understudies come up. Like it's it's a cool, all the storylines are there. Yeah. I think it's awesome. So. I think it sucks they beat the Braves, obviously. Yeah. But. And at least he's a beast. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. And Steve Gelbs, the silent reporter for the Mets, tweeted this out like, you know, the, the Braves and the Mets going dueling all season for the NL East, both with 100-plus wins, yet it's the Phillies that are in the championship series. Um, happy for the Padres that can end the big brother talk. They finally came out, and um, that was really cool to see them take down the Dodgers. That was insane. But, and I think I was talking to you guys about this on the podcast. We, the Rockies, ended the season on a six-game series in L.A. versus – oh, sorry, Pete, yeah. What happens with the Dodgers now? Dude, they have so many free agents. Right. I wanted to kind so, of about the shortstops. What 
what happens now? This is back-to-back years <clears throat> where, and I know you can't, the injuries are a thing. I understand all that, you know, this can't be an excuse. This is two years now where the, they've been the best team in baseball by far during the regular season and just haven't been able to do anything in the playoffs. So Casey asked me this question, and at first I was like, why are you asking that question? But then I was kind of like, kind of has a point. Where are you at with Dave Roberts? Like, obviously, I mean, it was a historic season for them, 111 wins, and he led them through that. But this is too, like, I mean, and the Dodgers, they want – it's like Alabama football. Like it's championship or bust. Um, you can't time when your guys are going to get hot. You just have to hope and pray mm-hmm. that the whole offense or the whole bullpen or the whole starting rotation doesn't all go into a funk at the same time. You have to rely on at least two or three guys firing. Yeah. And you can't have any, like, you, there can't be especially in a five-game series, they just cannot be a stinker. If you have a stinker start, it's like, oh, it's so deflating. But I'll tell when we ended the season on that six-gamer at Dodger Stadium, and I can't I can't remember if we – I we at least split the series. We at least took three games. I don't know if we won four. I don't, I don't remember how many we won. The Dodgers looked so lethargic, and I get it. You're playing the Colorado Rockies, who obviously had a struggle season. You've already clinched the number one seed in in playoffs, so it's just kind of like you're you're cruising. But man, they were cruising too cruised, and they did not look good. And they their guys weren't hitting. It was just an ugly series for the Dodgers, and it kind of like mm. you can't go into the postseason like that. And then they had the five day layoff, which is a whole nother conversation oh. if you think that that factored in. Um, <laughs> I said, hey, I went, okay, another story. I went on baseball today with Trev, and we were talking about this in the lead up to the Met series and the difference between having the off, off time and not. And I said at the time, because he was all for having the five days off, you can line your pitching up this, that, and the other. And I said, Trev, but what about not seeing 95 for five days in a row? And then you put in the fact that it's like there's only so much live pitching you can actually go to. And the guys don't want to work out five days in a row. You lose the whole flow and vibe and and adrenaline of the season because you're just showing up to work out five days in a row while everyone else is playing their way in and, and building Orlando. what eventually was a steamroller of, of, of just Phillies baseball and San Diego Padres baseball. Yeah, I'm curious to see if there are any adjustments made last year. Obviously, way, I mean, no no reason to have an off day between game one and game two, which I feel like really messed up a lot of these series. But I'll be interested to see what adjustments they make, if any. If they're, Are they even able to make adjustments to next year's postseason, or is there like a contract? I think the only reason, I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't. I, well, I hate to comment because I don't know exactly what the answer is, and I hate to say something that is completely wrong. Well, Phillies versus Padres in the NLCS, like oh. we all drew it up. Um, <laughs> Back in March. Ugh, it's like I'm taking. I I think the Pod. No, I'm taking the Phillies. What? I'm taking the Philadelphia Phillies. Let me have a look at this real quick. I just want to see how they line Maddie up. Maddie is taking. Do you have a guess? Oh, Maddie. Maddie's taking the Padres. Devil. 
taking the Phillies. Um, that's tonight, dudes. Yeah. It starts tonight. They haven't even ended the DS of, of AL. I love carnage. I love chaos. Dun, 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 dun. I, we got Wheeler and Darvish tonight, y'all. <laughs> Tomorrow, Nola versus Snell. What time's that at tomorrow? Tomorrow is at 4.35. Oh, my God. The Yankees just automatically get primed. Well, I have to, I guess. No, they don't. I don't know. Day game. Wait, from Petco. are they starting in San Diego or Philadelphia? San Diego. That sucks that they have the earlier first pitch. They have a 6 o'clock game local tonight and a one thirty game local tomorrow. Yeah. Ratings, man. Obviously. What do you say, buddy? Taking the Phillies. Who are you taking, Pete? Oh, crying out loud. It's a really, really, if there was one team's momentum that stood out to me, I'd pick that team. But right now, they're both just running on absolute fuel. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to stick with the East and pick the Phillies, and I'm going to get some shit for that too. But I'm with you. I think Bryce Harper deserves a world championship. Not that anyone in San Diego doesn't. Don't get me wrong. Bryce Harper has been through a, a lot. So we all took the Yankees to win game five tonight. So we have Houston versus the Yankees in the ALCS. Mm. I'm thinking it's going to be Astros Phillies in the world. I don't want to uh, answer that question until I know what happens in tonight's game and the usage. I, it's a very important, people might rely on my opinion, Kelsey, to put their mortgage and their house on DraftKings bets. I'm sure. So I'm not going to... Let my opinion be known until I see how this. I will put in. I will send in a video that Maddie can throw in before they send this out tonight. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Maddie? Don't. I'm not. I'm not doing that, Maddie. Two minutes. Have I got two minutes? What do you want me to say? I want you to rank the five free agent shortstops based on who you think will get the biggest contracts. First of all, I have one question: Who's the fifth? We have Trey Turner, Xander yeah. Bogarts, yeah. Carlos Correa, Dan Swanson. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Anderson's listed in this article, but let's take him out. Let's do four. Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, Dansby. As of this minute. Hmm. Interesting that they're all pretty much the same age. Trey Turner's 29, Bogarts 30, Correa 28, Dansby 29. What was the question? Who's getting the most? Yeah. Who's getting the most money? I want, I want everybody. I want it ranked. I want in order who by money. Yeah, I don't know. Money is going to be Trey, I think, but only because I think Dansby will stay in Atlanta for less AAV than he can get somewhere else. Do you? Maybe I'm just willing that into fruition, but I do think that. If Dansby was to try and go to the highest bidder, I just don't know if the one year to the 18 months that he's had is enough to take over what Trey's bulk has been over the course of their career. Now, let me look up then. I'm going on, I'm not just to just to clarify, I'm not looking at any numbers right now. I'm just going based on what I've seen of these guys with my own eyes. 
And I think Trey's going to get the most. I think they're all going to get the bag. So I think money's a bad way to rank them. But I'm going to think Trey's going to get the most. I think Xander will go next. I think Carlos will be next. And I think Dansby will get the least amount. But I think that if you rank them as ability, I think Dansby's pretty close to the top uh, after this year. Yeah, like whoever lands Dansby is probably spending the least amount of money and they're getting a really good player. Right. Um, he just doesn't really have, I don't know. When I compare him to Correa, I feel like Correa has more power, but I'm not looking at numbers. So I, I don't know that factually, but um, okay. So the free agent shortstop class is going to be very interesting. Peter, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Aussie lingo. Dang, we're here already. Look at me go. Look at me go, look at me go, go, go. All right. Um, a two-pot screamer. Oh. <laughs> Car crash. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. It's morbid. You are in New York. I will... Uh, <laughs> Uh, soccer or football, hit one to the top bins, or like mm. a line drive. Also, one pot screamer, a person who gets drunk on very little alcohol. Mm. A pot is a measurement of alcohol, usually beer, in some states. So, what's two pot? If you have two pots, two little glasses of beer, and you're you're like a. <laughs> Screamer. Lightweight. So a lightweight. Light, a lightweight, yeah. Also, might say this one for next time, but two dog night is the next one. Think about that all week. Okay. All righty, guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We hope you, when this episode comes out, that you got to watch two great games today. Uh, man, this is. I hope fun. everything I said comes true. Pretty fun. We love you guys. We're live streaming. Um, I'll be watching. Farmon. Hit me up in the comments we tomorrow. Love you.